You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Gobbler Country's Talking Turkey podcast, where tonight we're going to go over the Virginia Tech Hokies basketball team, currently ranked number 16 in the country. They were scheduled for a game on Wednesday, which, as of a recording, was last night, but that was rescheduled, well, postponed due to COVID-19 to a date to be determined later. So as of now, we'll look ahead to the Hokies' next few coming games before the schedule really toughens up on January 30th. I'm your host, Brian Manning, and join me as always is my co-host, John Schneider. John, how are you? Uh, pretty good. I mean, this is happy to talk about. The basketball team is roaring. That's all I got to say. And Okay, the last, let me see. We postponed BC, the January 20th game on last night which was kind of a bummer because tonight, as of this recording, we were supposed to talk about that game and we didn't get a chance to. The Wake Forest game, I'd like to talk about a little bit because it showed something in this basketball team that we didn't see last year. And I think it was, okay, yeah, Wake Forest was very underrated and I think they're a better basketball team on the way up. Their coach is really good, and I think they have a growing squad. So I think a lot of people have been underrating them. And they were a challenge for the Hokies, and the Hokies had to reach down in the second half after kind of getting beat up a little bit in the first half. They had to reach down, figure out how to get ahead and stay ahead in that game in a close game because nothing was dropping. They weren't hitting anything. I didn't see the game on TV. I had to watch it on my crawler for my Yahoo crawler. And I kept seeing turnover, turnover, which we've already talked about. Young's got to figure out how to stop the turnovers. I believe it was in my wrap-up that night how the sign of a good team is a team that can have an off night and slug it out and still find a way to beat a team that uh, you're, you're playing against a team like Wake Forest who hadn't won an ACC game, still hasn't won an ACC game, but has nothing to lose. They have a new coach. He's trying to establish his system with kids who believe in him and they're they're believing in, in the coach. And, and like you said, I, Steve Forbes for Wake Forest, that was a slam dunk hire. He did a great job at East Tennessee State. They're going to be really good in the future. I don't know that we ever get back to the days of Dave Odom and Skip Prosser there, but there's something good we'll there see. going on. And they, they were really feisty, decent outside shooting, a couple good guys in the paint. But the Hokies battled that night, and, and they found a way to pull it out. And it was guys who was unexpected heroes that night. We, we got guys like, like David and Gesson coming out. Yeah. out well, we know Tyree. We know what, he's not unexpected. We know what we're yeah. going to get from him. But then Gesson. Even Tyrese has had a few games here. Yeah, Ingesson was that day, came off the bench, gives 13 points in only 14 minutes, instant energy. He's a big guy as far as height. He can jump. He can run the floor. Going to be a really good player. And I'm glad he's getting some time this year because he's going to be a key guy in the future. So it's really nice to see 
see him help the team. And in that same game, you had Hunter Couture because that was Jalen Cohn's first bad game since coming yeah. coming back from the injury. And we know how good Jalen was. He just wasn't on that night. He was 0 for 4, didn't score. But Couture picked him up, hit 3 of 5 from three-point range, yeah. and just a great effort. And it was a good win for the Hokies. And Aluma, look at Aluma. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with the basketball. I mean, he was he was having a horrible time hitting anything of quality. But what did he hit? He hit the boards, okay? So he couldn't get anything to drop. So he was clearing the boards. He had 11 rebounds. That, you know, that's, he blocked four shots. Yeah, he blocked four he blocked shots. Four yeah, if you can't seem to be able to get the ball to drop, keep them from dropping the ball, you know? So sometimes that gives you negative points, which or gives the other guy negative points. It keeps them from actually getting the ball in the bucket. And so, yes, that's the what I wanted to see from this team. Remember, I always laughed with you and I laughed with Joshua. You know, you see when we're doing the scouting reports and everything on these kids playing football or whatever, and you always see the, oh, the highlight reel. And I said, I want to see the highlight reel. I want to see the low light reel. I want to see the kid sacked and what he does get come back from getting sacked. Or I want to see him lose a block and have the running back dropped in the backfield. I want to see how he recovers on the next play and how he handles himself after getting beat once, you know? I like to see that kind of, because that's what makes a winning basketball team. That's what makes a winning football team or a baseball team or whatever. What do you do when you just aren't on top of it? And how do you keep winning? How do you find that way to win? And that Wake Forest game, that's what that was. The Wake Forest game was nothing was working right. How do we get ahead and stay ahead and win this basketball game? You know, and I really like that. That showed me that Mike Young's getting through to these kids. I think this group of players is he's a kind of coach but that you need to buy in and they have no trouble buying in with him. And I think last year we saw it with Landers Nolly. His problem was he didn't buy in all the time and there's a reason why he's gone. Not because they forced him out, but it was just a mutual decision. And I haven't checked what he's been doing lately, but I know that the Hokies do not miss him because other guys have stepped up, younger players yeah. have moved in and Kive Aluma, him coming here this year. He was here last year, but he redshirted but he is a much more important player than than Nolly ever was. He's Aluma's an unselfish guy, but he can he can take over a game scoring the basketball. He he's a great defender. And, and even like you referenced in the Wake Forest game, wasn't his best game on offense, but he helped in so many other areas. He was still a force on the defensive side. He hit the boards. He was he was really good. And that's what you want when you're when your best players aren't having a good night. And him and Jalen Cohn, neither one had a good night that night, but they still found ways to help the team, and that was very impressive. Yeah, so the next game is Syracuse Saturday, but the Syracuse game, Syracuse is not highly rated by any stretch of the imagination. They're not ranked, but face it, Syracuse, whether it's football or basketball, Syracuse is always a pain in the neck. They're always hanging around. They're always making trouble, so it's not going to be an easy game. So that's the 23rd. The 27th is Notre Dame. Wednesday, unless something crashes that game that's the Notre Dame game and that's going to be in Indiana so that's that's two days out in the Midwest and yes guys in case you haven't realized Syracuse New York those people are out there and I know my family's from upstate New York the people out in Syracuse those are Midwesterners those aren't New Yorkers and that's a long trip that's a long road trip so we'll see how the team handles it. One thing I've noticed about Notre Dame, who's an opponent next week, is they're not very good this year, 
But Mike Bray is a great coach, and he's reloaded. He had a veteran team there a couple of years ago. It's taken him a little bit to get it built back up. But they're one year away from being a contender again. Mike Bray, is a, he kind of develops guys a little bit like Coach Young does as far as the sense that you're not going to steal our one and done. So he's going to get guys that's with the program a few years and develop into really, really good players by the time they're juniors and seniors. And Notre Dame's on, on to something special next year, I believe. And the first time these two teams played, the Hokies handled them pretty easily. But there were moments in that game where Notre Dame did some good things you thought it was going to make it closer, but the Hokies were just better and outclassed them. And I noticed looking at the schedule, before we preview the rest of the schedule, as you were doing before, but if you look at the Hokies' last eight games, they're a two-point loss at Louisville from being winners of eight in a row. That's pretty impressive. And that, and that Louisville game, they, they didn't play well either, but they they scratched and clawed back in that game and lost by, they shanked a three-pointer at the buzzer from winning that game and in Louisville. And I think we all know that Louisville's kind of like that every team has that kryptonite or that team that just can't figure out. And Louisville is that for Virginia Tech basketball. These two teams, now mind you, they weren't conference rivals for quite a while. They were old rivals back in the old Metro Conference. And then they acquainted themselves in the ACC about six years ago. But the Hokies haven't beaten Louisville since 1991 when both were in the Metro Conference. I think it was around 13 games. So we played them again in Blacksburg. And it's on, it's in February, the 13th of February. So that's a tough stretch coming up and not only is that a tough stretch but okay we have uva coming up on january 30th if they're healthy again and on the road i think they're starting to play basketball again i think they played one recently so well the who's had the same night they were canceled the same night the Hokies were because they were playing nc state on wednesday night and nc state had covid issues so yeah I found it kind of ironic. I, I wondered why the Hokies and Hoos didn't get together on Wednesday night because both teams were struck by their opponents having COVID issues and they already had a game to make up. For me, it yeah. made too much sense for just, just get on the court and have a game. Yeah, especially because it's a two and a half hour trip from between, you know, so the guys get on the bus and go two and a half hours north to I-64 East and it's about half an hour down I-64 East uh, off of, oddly enough, one eight, exit 118 off of I-64. 64 they could have done that in a day that I, I don't understand why that wasn't rescheduled then because what is as we look in the ACC you're starting to get into the tournament zone and both both tournaments in theory March 9th the ACC tournament starts and we have two ACC games big ACC games Boston College which still is struggling a little bit but is always a feisty opponent and then UVA we're going to have to make up and that's going to be an away game for UVA. They need to start getting a little imaginative about the scheduling and start to like fitting things in when stuff drops out. I agree with you. That's That was one of those things that was a head scratch to me. It's like, okay, well, fine. If you play two in a row, one and one and one and the other, so what? Go ahead, do it. Yeah, I thought they could have, the, the athletic directors there could have gotten together and said, hey, you guys are open on Wednesday night. We're open on Wednesday night. They, and they had notice. I guarantee you Coach Bennett and Coach Young would have been all for it. Yeah, I think so. That would have been a fun night to to cover uh, last, you know, last night. And I guess, you know, uh, things are what they are, right? We we have to live with them. But there's nothing there's nothing on this planet that makes anything easy on this trip. 
We got Florida State coming up. We have Miami coming up. And that's at Coral Gables. We got Pitt. It pits in Pittsburgh. Florida State, at least, is at home. And Louisville, again, is at home. We got Carolina, which, you know, okay, Carolina isn't as dangerous this year, but it's going to be dangerous for us. It always is, especially because it's in Chapel Hill. We still have another trip to Florida State, this time in Tallahassee. There's another Wake Forest game coming up. And you know Wake and it's home here, but Wake is going to be after us. And then NC State. So we finished the season theoretically with NC State. But now with it, uh, you know, there's only three days between that game and the ACC tournament game. So it's going to be interesting as to how they schedule it out. I really don't know. But this team is going to finish in really good shape. I see them finishing ranked for the first time in a long time. And I see them sailing into the tournament this year on a first round, maybe a first round bye. That's pretty special for a second year of a guy coming in coaching. And then in this season with everything all screwed up with this COVID stuff and everything. So, you know, Mike Young's worked as far as a lot of other people concerned, but Mike Young's worked a miracle and he's got a quality basketball program going. And, and this, is pretty- only, this is only year two. So yeah, big times are definitely ahead for, for Coach Young. And I know that what a great hire that was. I mean, one thing's for sure about Whip Babcock, if you can criticize him for the football stuff, and he certainly deserves it, but that basketball, he's he's knocked it out of the park with those two basketball hires. Yeah, I know. Yes. So, well, that's it for this segment. So, Brian, how do we end all this? Go Hokies. Go Hokies. Go Hokies.